technically we still have one minute, but yay! I'm so happy to see um, others here. And it's been a little while since I have seen Linda and Kelly fresh off of uh, Stop Playing Small. Hello, hello. Megan. I've been on meetings straight since our earlier meeting, so I need to get my lunch in. Oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Please don't be sorry. Grateful to have you here. And I know Kelly is trying to grab some breakfast as well. So it's all good. I am. There we go. Just grateful to be here. So thank you. Well, I will go ahead and start us off with a prayer. Taking a moment to place my hand on my heart and breathe in just a breath, a breath of love and gratitude, a breath of reminder that I am the created and that spirit is simply a breath away. And in the second breath, I allow everything that came before to simply dissolve and everything that is to come to simply be and allow myself the gift of being in the present right here, right now. So grateful and so thankful to be the two or more gathered in the name and nature of love. Grateful and thankful for technology, which allows us to transcend time and space and join together, remembering we are one. Grateful for the opportunity to come together as spiritual counselors, as sisters, and as one, as light bearers. So grateful and so thankful to allow our conversation to be healing, to be enlightening, to be gentle and kind. Grateful to place on the altar all obstacles to the flow of love in our lives and our clients' lives and in all whose lives touch ours. We bless each other. We bless all who will listen to this recording. And we share the benefits of any insight, of all ahas, and of our learning with everyone, affirming we are one. With grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Well, it's been a minute since I've had seen four people and Sean's going to join too. So I am excited. Yay for Stop Playing Small. Um, I also wondered if Elena was since she was still up, if she was going to join as well. So originally, um, and we can still talk about it, but I had received a question from one of our newer counselors about if you have a business and now are joining the spiritual counseling program, um, sort of how to navigate your business and doing the program. And I know that, that we've had some people who've had businesses, including you, Linda, I'm so glad you're here, um, as well as people who are starting you know, new businesses. And sometimes people are 
uncomfortable with the spiritual counseling part. And so they keep their um, lanes sort of separate. And yeah, other people are looking for how they might incorporate the spiritual counseling work that they're doing into their business or having aligned businesses. So if, um, if you have any thoughts that uh, you could share with us, we would love to know about your business experience and, and any words of, of how you did it, how other people have done it and what's been useful. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to share. Um my business is every single person that I come in contact with these days. Um I I I kind of just took the opportunity to apply what I've learned in spiritual counseling, which is really mostly deep listening without talking and really questioning uh, when I am to open my mouth and when I'm supposed to keep it shut. Um, So I really have applied that to every connection that I uh, make whether I'm, whether I'm with a client or just somebody that I met on the street or, you know, talking to the grocery store clerk or whatever, a family member, a friend. Um, And I feel that that has helped me to get more comfortable about talking about the spiritual counseling and with my, with my clients. Um. really just, again, I'm just applying what I've learned in spiritual counseling to what I'm doing with them. And then when they have gone through the process that I put together for them, I can just explain to them, well, part of what this was, was actually what I do with my spiritual counseling. So now that you have some tools that I have given you and you have some uh, inspiration for your own movement work and you have some inspiration for your own journaling or your own spiritual practice, um, we can do spiritual counseling sessions and that will be um, a good addendum to what you learned in your lean on me with Linda session. Um, yeah. So I guess that I would just say that I've done it with, I just kind of incorporated it and people don't even realize they're getting spiritual counseling. Okay. It does. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about your background, your business at your business background um, because we have a lot of newer counselors and I don't know if um, 
you've talked a lot about sort of your background, where you've come from. And uh, so we'd love to hear a little bit more about of that story and how you came into spiritual counseling uh, to maybe understand how you've really incorporated those things. Yeah, well, um, so I... I guess I kind of came to it because I was a person that um, my friends, my family, people always came to me to ask for advice. (laughs) So I was counseling people and not getting paid for it, you know? (laughs) And um, the last job that I had that was working for somebody else besides what I do with the ministry Uh, I was working for a holistic health clinic um, as their liaison uh, office manager. Um, I would be the person that when people called uh, and had their health issues, they wouldn't necessarily know what modality holistically to go to, um, to deal with what they were dealing with. And so I worked at that place for nine years and I um, partook and learned a lot about all of the holistic modalities and um, incorporated them into my own life um, while I was dealing with a lot of really high stress uh, challenges. And um, so when I left that job, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I really didn't know what I was going to do. And um, in, a, in a meditation, I kind of got this download of all of these things that I had been doing and using uh, to make my life feel worth living when things around me felt so chaotic and stressful and um scary really uh and so I came up with this process I just call it lean on me with Linda because that's uh lean on me Bill Withers um inspired me uh with his song and I was just going to be called lean on me but uh there were a couple other businesses that had already taken that name so lean on me with Linda the first business was a a weight loss business (laughs) lean on me and the other one was a a guy that was making custom um walking sticks (laughs) so anyway that's a little aside but um so my processes that I take my uh clients through um start with prayer a lot of um spoken word work uh things to open up the throat chakra um prayers meditation singing um there's medi- there's um there's meditation there's i haven't done a one on one in person for a while so <laughs> there's uh journaling there's writing exercises and um there's movement there's always movement um, because the, for me, having that mind body connection was so imperative 
because there I had for so many decades, I just ignored all of my feelings and they don't go away. They find little places in your body to give you pain. And as you well know, um, and so, uh, when I started doing my movement work with my movement teacher who teaches Kundalini yoga and dance, but it's not really dance unless you think Elaine Bettis is dancing. Um, <laughs> it's really just moving your body in ways that you're, that it's telling you it wants to move. And sometimes it looks like rolling and writhing on the floor. And sometimes it looks like trying to push a wall down and, Uh, Sometimes it looks like jumping up and down like a maniac. Um, So that's the process. And uh, sometimes there's, you know, creativity things that we're doing. We're, you know, making little God boxes or um, making a collage for like a vision board kind of thing. So that's really, it's like a whole process that I, I do an intake with my clients and then come up with um, like really through intuition uh, meditation on that intake form, what their process will be. Um, but I use my spiritual counseling for all of my clients. And after they've had a, a session or two, a lot of times that's all they need is, you know, let's do a 30 minute, 45 minute spiritual counseling session and they're back on track again. So that's how I've used it. And anyone can feel free to ask her questions too. You mentioned you haven't done very many one-on-one. So I take you're doing groups now? Um, well, I had been doing uh, groups <laughs> as no well, but I haven't done any in-person stuff since COVID um, is what I really meant. I have done a couple of one-on-ones uh, online and I'm surprised at how well it works, to be honest with you. Um, but I recorded my first one and, and I was really, um, thankful that I, uh, that my client allowed me to record that so that I could go through the process and see if it was actually something that I could do, um, without being in person. But I do, I have taught classes at our local, uh, cooperative and a couple other places. Um, and I do drum circles, so it's fun. I do a lot of fun stuff. That's why you're a joy coach. I love that on your card, joy coach. (laughs) Um, That's really beautiful. And one of the concerns that was raised was if you have clients in your business and then you're doing the spiritual counseling program and you're asking for evaluations, right? That that there's a sense of you're charging your client for your particular business type of session, but then you're asking them to do an evaluation for you. And that, you know, that that felt funny. Maybe it's um, questioning. um, And I know the person themselves have to look with spirit for what that means, the meaning that they are giving that. But what I can ask you is, did you have some of your clients also do evaluations for you during your the during the certification as you were getting your hours? And how did you handle that with your paying clients? 
Yeah, I I asked them if they would mind filling it out. Uh, most of them, I gave them a discount and said, I can give you a twenty dollar discount if you will fill out this this form for me. <laughs> and um, pretty much everybody took me up on it that uh, that I appro- approached that way. Um, and I also, when I first started, um, the spiritual counseling program and I was brand new and had no, um, confidence in my ability yet. Um, I actually asked family and friends and did it for free for several of them. Uh, plus I traded with the people that I was studying with which I got really lucky. It was, it was Lori and Angela. And (laughs) so, yeah. And Phil. (laughs) Yeah. Carla. (laughs) Just thinking back to those. That's, that's a long time ago, but yeah. Well, you guys all went to the retreat together, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. That helps. Hey, Sean, welcome. Hello. Sorry I'm late. Oh, you're right on time. We're just learning a little bit more about what Linda does and asking the questions around if a way to approach having your paying clients also doing your evaluations. And she was just saying she provided a discount for people and people took them up, took her up on that. Um, as well as starting out, Kelly. A little blackmail. I was thinking bribery, but you yeah, know. <laughs> it helped. It helped. You know, honestly, I did have a couple of people that said, oh, I'll do it for you. You don't have to give me a discount or, you, you know. Um, but yeah, a lot of them took me up on it. And I, I feel like they, because I reached out to all of my clients to let them know that that was available, if they would be willing to fill that out. And I feel like there were some that scheduled appointments that may not have scheduled appointments with me. So giving them that $20 discount to get the feedback form was worth it. Yeah, I wanted to um, share. I've got some things that that are not on this agenda that I'd like to bring up as well. So um yeah, I'm feeling a bit constricted by the agenda of just talking about business and our business plans. But um, I'm the opposite way. Um, I've actually come, I'm not coming from a therapy background. I do have an undergraduate in psychology and I'm a teacher, but, um, and I guess intuitive, which helps. And I've come across this polyvagal theory that um, Stephen Paul just talked about it, Gabrielle Mate's. Gabor Mate's um, talk. So I went down that rabbit hole to to look at it, and it just informs me now. It's like um, this is the this is the practice I want to inform my business. This polyvagal theory, spiritual counseling, yes, but polyvagal theory is like one, and it's it's our nervous systems coming into like a person comes in with a nervous system, and that nervous system is so. Um, 
there, it's multi-layered. There are three parts. There's the safe part, and that's when we can be in that spiritual counseling. That's when when someone's safe and we can build a, have attunement with them and co-regulate with them then their system opens up to receive that guidance. But if they're coming in in a mobilised or immobilised state, like down, then it's it's like cracking a walnut in a way, opening it up. So I really think it's interesting um, that I started out spiritual practice. I've done my first 25, you know, I'm up to 31. (laughs) Still, that's all I'm at. So 25 and then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, spiritual practice is great and we can, I can incorporate that, but someone's coming in with a nervous system and I just hear in all the sessions now everyone talking from where they are in their nervous system, which is so interesting to me. Um, and, you know, what, what I do in the practice is now um, I'll listen, listen to where someone's at and see where they want to go with it. So I always set an intention before we start to pray what they come and what their intention is for the prayer, for the, the session. They usually know what it is and then we'll put that in the intention and then I'll listen and I have found different clients want different things. Some just want to come every week and chat, 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 talk, 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 and they're not really doing the deep work. They're more chatters. And then there are people that come in and they're, just gung-ho for healing they're like you know wonderful clients that I'm I'm with them so I find it's a little bit of a challenge when people are coming in and they're kind of they just want to chat and maybe take some little bit away and I want to give them all I want them to take it all and go really deep so that's that's my challenge that I continue with um oh what did I want to ask oh I have one client this week And I asked her to be really honest with her. She's from the ministry, really honest with her feedback because I find the questions are not very conducive to actually getting the answers out of people. They could be better worded. No, I might find what they are um, to for my sheet anyway because I, I want a bit more information from them and sometimes, yep, no, 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 yep, no. I don't know if you're all finding that as well, that they don't really fill out, yes, Kelly was great, yes, no they're not really giving me anything that I can work with. Um, Thank you. I'm great. Thank you. (laughs) But what was great about it? What was, what was good? And one of them last week, she did honestly write something out this time. And she said that she would like to know more about how to do holy relationships. I felt the disconnect in the end of it, that she's very, she's got this, debilitating illness she has that thing where your immune system your your um bowels attack itself and you you know that one and and so it's not just the crohn's or anything it's the one where you need a poo transplant you know those ones really really so well she she tried that and it didn't work for her so she has got these strong bodily things and so I wanted to and I've been working with her six seven times so I wanted to introduce this um this polyvagal perspective and and her nervous system and um because I know that she's in shutdown I can see that and she she didn't really want to she was really attached to the the outcome with her brother who's a narcissist to to have a 
to change him. And I couldn't really take her on the journey like I we did. We've done the divine experiment. We've done that, but she's still attached to that. I want my brother to change and is um and wants her body to change, but wants to do it by these this and that and the other, you know, take this, take this medicine, do this, do this transplant. So she's still looking outwards to the healing. And even though when I think we've got because this thing gives you a foggy memory too I don't know if you know but it really makes your memory poor so I'm not sure if she's really incorporating what she's getting and then being able to do it and then come back and she's repeating what she wants but she doesn't but she keeps coming back and and she writes the most amazing things she she has in the past um so I guess I'm asking for when I when I when I can see in the overall picture for, okay, let's, let's do this work because I know, I know that this work was going to be healing for you, but the client has a resistance or, or can't remember um, how I can, when clients have attachments to the external world, what they want, how they want it to change. So, because she wrote, um, I want to have a holy, I want to talk more about the holy relationship and how to have it. Well, we've already done that. We've already, you know, we place it on the altar. We give it up. We, we write the divine experiment about how we'd like to feel. She's done all that. So she wants change and she wants it now. And her brother doesn't even live in the country, I don't think. So I don't know. I hope you can hear what I'm saying, that I'm incorporating this new way in. And some people are loving it. Some people hear me talk about it. They're like, oh, I want to have a session with you because it sounds so, I'd love to map my nervous system. I'd love to map it and see what's going on. And that includes embodiment work and in somatic experiencing. So I like what you're doing, Linda, because that is also where I'm going with this. Let's Let's map the nervous system. Let's see where you're at. And then next... Let's see how you got there, your triggers. So we're, we're still doing that work. So we're still changing. We're still using spiritual tools. We're just more scientifically based so that people can. But also going towards their intention. Of course, I'm not releasing that. We're, we're moving in that direction. Yes. Thank you. So, um the really cool thing about uh, what I get to do and um, and its connection with the vagus nerve and the nervous system in general, which is all attached to everything, but has a lot to do with the uh, digestive stuff that we deal with, is that not only can we tap into that with movement, if people are resistant to movement, but we can also tap into that by humming and singing and drumming because the vibration, um, the sound vibration can also uh, affect your vagus nerve and your nervous system, your central nervous system. Um, so yeah, Linda, I'll just interrupt to say, um, yeah, I'm, vag- I'm aware of all that vagus nerve stuff. We're not up yeah. to that yet, and, but she has a list of all that stuff. She knows all about the vagus nerve. She knows about humming and gargling and 
all the stuff, the dancing, yeah. the hits and Korea, the chanting, the, she's got all that. I don't know if it's her memory. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's a challenge for me. This, mm-hmm. this person has a memory problem and maybe mm-hmm. you all have had it, that experience. Mm-hmm. But um, taking someone who's got an attachment to the outcome and I don't know really what I'm asking here. Can you hear what I'm asking? Well, yeah. I, I feel like if she... If she, if you can just give her one thing, only one thing to focus on, that might be helpful. And let her know that if she does this one thing each time she comes to you, that it will get her closer to being able to accept a holy relationship with her brother. Because you know, just like we all do, that the holy relationship is really going to come from within her when she changes her mind about her brother and accepts him exactly as he is. Yeah. So thank you. Just, yeah. The challenge, the challenge is the memory. I think the challenge is coming in and, and seeming to forget some things. She's very foggy. Mm. And can I, I mean, is it okay to say her name here? You all know her. And if you see her, then you might think, Oh, that's, she doesn't remember. She just doesn't remember. Yeah, I would keep it confidential, Kelly, okay. not mention her name. Oh, yeah, because we're recording too. But yeah, yeah, if you do see someone in the circle in Musk Living One who just doesn't remember, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then our last call with Jennifer, she just, she also mentioned that we should be careful about giving enough identifiers about a client that somebody could pick them out. So I think it's best to make it to leave it um so that that person isn't identified but i just want to say i love this i love this the polyvagal theory and therapy by deb dana is so magnificent it's just so accessible because stephen porges is not accessible to a lot of us even someone like who's got a you know high degree and stuff i find really difficult um but that was just wonderful and she's also got a recording befriending the nervous system and it's self so you can map your own nervous system and you can see how it works for you it's just magnificent yeah and 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 i want that to inform my my therapy and spiritual counseling married with that um yeah it, it might be actually a way that people can come to me and feel like a bit scientific a bit grounded a bit like okay I know what we're doing here instead of just saying spiritual counselor because I've had people go what what is a spiritual counselor they say it all the time so I'm not not really yeah anyway thank you for listening and thank you for sharing Kelly so glad to have you here Megan you wanted to share not the moment my mic off yeah, I'm just taking it all in. I, I um, thank you, Kelly, for elucidating something that I didn't really know anything about. I just went and pulled up Deb Dana's website. And so I'm going to look at that when we're off. Um, but thank you. That's helpful. Yeah, I feel like there are so many modalities. There are so many, and, and there are so many people at such a spectrum of you know, what would be the most helpful, you know, people who, you know, I don't specialize in folks who have had a lot of trauma, 
you know, and that's, I can see that there is, there's so many niches for us to, to really focus in on. And um, the, now I'm curious about my vagal nerve (laughs) or the whole network. And I want to go check that out a little bit. And it's interesting just because that's, that's not a focus I've ever had with clients or congregants back when I was serving in the ministry. Although I knew it was, I kind of had to refer out when, when people were dealing with something that it was like so mired and so in their bodies. And so, you know, because I haven't done my own, that isn't my focus, the rhythm. And, but I see the value in it. Every time I've joined a drum circle or done a sound healing or, you know, done some movement, I definitely see the value in it. um, So I'm just grateful that there are so many counselors who can focus in so many sort of more specific areas to be helpful to more people. And can I say, Megan, we don't, it's, it's not that people need to have trauma to do that because we've all got nervous systems. It's just bringing our awareness as we move through life to which state, autonomic state we're in. Are we in our safe ventral state where we're connected to, because the ventral state connects to our lungs and heart from our um, nerve here, uh, our vagus nerve that runs down here. So it's just connecting to that space. And that's why we, and, and our face. So that's why it's so important we can put a hand on our face and our heart and really come home. But then when we switch to that immobilize, that mobilizing energy, the fight or flight, then that shuts off and the, the um, it's under our diaphragm, all the all the nerves are connecting to all our organs and, and so our organs even start to send messages up in this loop that we can get stuck in. And that's why mm-hmm. so I can see so many um, my clients who are people who've come out of narcissistically abusive relationships, they're really stuck in that mobilised state because they're ready to fly, they're ready to run, they're ready to, you know, they're walking on eggshells. And then um, there's the dorsal vagal and that's, you know, digestion and that usually is the rest and digest. And then if that's not working because we're in shutdown and collapse, then we're going to have like like my client serious bodily issues down beneath our diaphragm and we're not also connected to our face heart Mm. and lung and breath and so the it's not the aim of um polyvagal theory is not to um is not to keep everyone in their ventral vagal state all the time because that's we've got triggers we've all got safe we're looking for safety and connection all the time it's for um just regular just realizing where we are on our maps oh okay and knowing that tipping point where we might go into mobilization we might go into dorsal bag or complete shutdown collapse see you later don't want to disassociation dissociation but be able to to move up and down that scale easily and with grace and mm-hmm. and and just be aware where we are on our maps and build the tools to be able to get there what works for each and every person's individual um, getting back to that ventral vagal state, whether mm-hmm. it's dance or drumming or crochet or gardening or connection, how we can connect again to feel safe. Mm. So it's just magnificent, mm. like really interesting. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. I'm going to go educate myself a little bit more after we get off. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and also, Linda, I love Joy Coach. I love that so much. Do you have a card handy that you can just hold up so we can look at it? Love joy coach. Okay. 
And I was looking at, um, you know, in the book one, we've got joy, peace, and women to write about how the consciousness of it. Well, there are two that I've never filled out yet in this second year. I still haven't done joy and harmony. These are two that are resistant that I just, I go into them when I'm ready and joy is definitely something I could, um, don't have a joy consciousness. So maybe Linda, you're the, the key to joy. The spiritual qualities. You're talking about the specifics, mm-hmm. exercises. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cute little person. Oh, <laughs> I drew that. I can tell. <laughs> it's adorable. I love it. Yeah, Didn't I don't know if you if it's uh if it's flipped on your view, it looks no. backwards. Oh, no, it's perfect. It's perfect okay, for cool. us. Yeah. Those are so cute. The old person sitting on a little yoga mat. Yeah. No, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Who drew that for you? Who drew that? She she did it. It's beautiful. Can can we have it? Can we like make ours on yours if we're in Australia and no one will ever see a double of it because they've never <laughs> seen the photo? Feel free. I will send you the I'll send you the uh, image. <laughs> But we can be inspired. By <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I did my logos too. Ooh, let's see. Let's, let's see. see. I have to find it. Just give me a sec. Okay. They're not. I'm working on a variation of it, but. And what's your logo for? What's the name of your business? Sean Wogan. Okay. SeanWogan.com. But I haven't done my Facebook. I haven't done my page yet. But keep talking and I'll get it. So while Sean gets it, I guess the question that I asked before was um, if I can see the bigger picture for someone's healing and they can't see it, Linda did say give them one thing. Um, but how, <laughs> I guess that's against spiritual counselling, that I would like them to see the higher vision. I would like them to know the higher vision. I would like them to see, see they know their body's sick. They know that. Uh and I thought that this would be something they would embrace, but they didn't. So do you, have you got any challenges with your clients who come to you and they've got this idea and then you don't hit the nail on the head? It's like, um, what was I going to say? You, you catch a bus at the beginning, they get on the bus, you ride along, and then you don't give them, you don't drop them off at the stop that they wanted to get off. <laughs> That's, that's how I felt like, oh, I didn't take her where she wanted to go. And maybe that's the first time for me. I didn't take her. That's a challenge. So can anyone speak to not taking, having the feelings or what comes up for you and you don't take someone to the bus stop that they want to go to? Well, for me, I know that whatever bus stop I think I want to go to is probably not the right one anyway. <laughs> For me personally, I i mean, I'm in a deep practice of surrender and, and being guided and letting go and getting out of the way. And, um, and so I think I take that in with my clients. I think I go in not ever having an idea of what I'm going to say or what they need or anything. And there are times where I say something that feels maybe even offhand. To me, I think, why did I say that? And then I find out later in another week or two that that really stuck with them. 
And so just trusting, just trusting that if I stay in a place of total openness and, you know, prayerfulness and, you know, may I be an instrument and may you speak through me, you know, and, and letting, letting spirit do the work that I, I'm not even driving the bus. Like I'm not, you know, like I'm just, you know, I'm there to hold that person in the truth of their being. So I am there to see them luminous, complete, perfect, innocent. And most of us can't, we have such a hard time knowing that about ourselves. I mean, I have hard, I still struggle with knowing that about myself. It's so much easier for other people, for me with other people. But, you know, when I get on a call with a client, I'm just like, I'm there to love them and to just uh, deeply listen, you know, make sure they know that I understand what it is they're saying to me. And then if something occurs to me, which is how I feel like the guidance comes in, it's like this just like little blink comes in an image sometimes, uh, sometimes it's a story from my own life. Sometimes it's, you know, just an image of something, you know, and I'll just say, Hey, this image just came to mind. I don't, you know, take it or leave it, but this is sort of, and in my experience so far, that seems to be the most helpful. And the sessions I've had where I was like, I know what they need and I know what I should say. And I know I say all those things and I feel really satisfied at the end of the call. Yeah. Right. You're all, you all know what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, that's not the best. I'm not feeling satisfied at the end. That's why I know that something has gone amiss. I took them to the wrong stop. And the thing that you've helped me with is God is driving the bus. Holy Spirit (laughs) is driving the bus. I am not the bus driver. I'm just sitting up the back with them just going, where are we going? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of pressure off because, I mean, there are people who, you know, they contact me in this long email about all this drama. And there's this part of me that's like, oh God, how am I going to, I don't know how to deal with somebody who's going through that. And then I go, oh, right. I don't have to know anything. That's such a blessing. I just have to hold space. I think it's teething because I've, I've come in as learning as a spiritual counselor and then I found something else, but you guys have come in as something else and then put it on top. And so I'm trying to find like oh I found this let's do this when Mm. I wasn't already doing it to begin with so it's like yeah the spiritual counseling I don't know what I want the foundation to be but I guess the spiritual counseling I'm I'm still sorting that out I'm still sorting what I want the foundation to be but the Holy Spirit is the foundation so there you go right I was just gonna say there's a neon (laughs) sign in the back of my head blinking love just pure love that's it that's the foundation yeah I think it's important to um, if 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 a course is still something that helps in terms of your foundation, just the the thought creating what we see within reality. So you know, as a scientist, I get this from my son a lot. He's often very confused by my woo woo. And now he started calling me a witch, which I love. Uh, um, you know, it's like, how are you a scientist in this? And I'm like, yes, because there's a knowing that's deeper than science. What I know to be true 
is that when we have science is more of a deductive process. So we're taking bits and parts and trying to explain the whole, but the whole exists. And so there is a way I think you can marry both of those in order to move closer to the truth of self, but also remembering because thought, all thought creates form that we are really using, for me anyway, spiritual counseling to help work at the level of the mind. Um, and then whatever else, like I'm a huge, I'm a, I take medicine, I do these other things. I, I think all of it can be helpful, that it doesn't have to be one or the other. And so I'm very much so about, about adding and connecting and whatever can speak to people in the way that they can hear is, is what I'm really interested in. So I don't know if that helps or not, Kelly, but. Um, yeah, thank you. I had the image of cans, you know, cansing, canning, where you put the rocks and um, it came up for me then. I live in Cairns, which is funny, but can, or live outside of Cairns, but can, 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 canning, C-A-I-R-N, can that is um the rocks that you put in balance on top of each other and some of them can be big and some of them can be small and some can be like it's not even any rhyme or reason to canning it's like my god how did you do that so that's the image that came up that i'm currently canning putting rocks balancing rocks perfect it's just getting that supportive somehow perfection holy spirit i don't know but that's the image that came up while you were speaking thank you thank you for the new word i didn't know that was called something so (laughs) 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 oh that was almost worth coming here to learn that okay i'm sorry Uh, Okay, I'm going to change a little bit of it, just the heading, but this is what it looks like. Can you see it? Really? We saw it for a minute and then you took it off, put it back on. No, I was like, when you said it, it hadn't come up yet. I was like, then what are they saying? Oh. I just want to change, you know, I'm going to have them take this out. This was just kind of playing around with it. Pretty. Yeah. It kind of like, if you follow me at all, I love sunrises and the beach. And so there we go. Nice. That's pretty. So is this for all your business or just this aspect, this positive intelligence? No, I'm going to take out this positive intelligent coach name and then I guess this will be my branding or whatever I mean I see I don't you know that'll be the recognition I guess I mean it's really not a part it's you know the work that we do is not really about the branding but well whatever work you do because you do a variety of things so mm-hmm. It's it's nice to see your brand and then whatever you do, you can exactly. attach to it. So um, 
I know yesterday you spoke a little bit about during your Sundays with Spirit and congratulations again for an amazing um, presentation. You spoke Couldn't have a done it without you, Arba. Thank you for joining me and, the, oh, and all of yeah. us, really the whole community. Yes, everyone's love and support, but you shone and you can say thank you and just shine. Um, <laughs> Uh, you mentioned a little bit about wanting to do something with that. And so maybe you want to just talk a little bit here about what you were, what you're thinking of, what's next steps for you. And well, I'm really not sure how it's going to look. However, I took this course um, a few months ago, and that's what really drove me to writing this chapter in this book and which eventually help me to come out of hiding and to do the talk and the talk is actually better than the chapter but you know step you know it was the first step but um what I would like to do is take some of the learnings that I've had from that course and integrate it with the spiritual counseling and offer some type of group coaching and so I'm working out that offer right now um, I think it'll be like really inexpensive at first, and it'll be a combination of positive intelligence and spiritual counseling. And so I'm not really sure how it's going to look. Would you mind saying more about what positive yep. intelligence is? Yeah, what is that? Well, positive intelligence is looking at all of the things that sabotage us. So there's like 10 different types of saboteurs. My things that sabotage me is avoidance, hyperachievement, um, victim, forgot what the other one, and restless. So as a seven, it's very you, 70, you know, <laughs> you know and, and, and then just actually like looking at the things that sabotage us and realizing that they're going to be with us forever, but trying to just kind of reduce the, or, or, minimize their voice so I hear all of these things inside of me like don't you know and so minimize that by coming from uh, a spirit presence but they call it like a sage presence and to just um they give all these different exercises and 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 this one of the exercises that they gave us was like looking at a picture of our childhood and um, I showed Arba the picture of my childhood. And I remember being in this play and I was miserable. My mother bought me this really nice outfit. But for me, I thought it was horrible. And then that was when I started having these feelings about not being good enough. And going through this exercise and writing the story really took me on this journey where I was like a mess for like five, six, seven weeks because I was going back and recounting my childhood and all of these meanings that I made in my life that were no longer true, you know, to the point where when my parents got divorced, I thought it was because I was too fat, you know? And so just realizing that if we can stop these thoughts at a young age, it'll help us live a more fulfilling, loving life. And it's the same thing with reducing our, our false beliefs. And yeah, it really, you know. Sure, would... sure. Can, I, can I ask you, when you say stop these thoughts at a young age, um, where is your business going to, that positive intelligence 
angle going to help there? Well, right now I'm going to start with people like me because that's really what I can identify with. But, you know, as I'm talking about this with my son, he really seems receptive to it. He's 24 years old. And so I feel like if we can teach these kind of things and even spiritual counseling and, and share this with people like from 16 to like their mid twenties, I think we'll have a different type of experience. I think um, I'm not really sure how it's going to work. Well, in truth, I, I think even before you're a even young adult, that, but- I mean, this is why my passion is around parents and as parents, you know, if we can hold the light for our children and remain seeing that light, um, it, the less we teach them from the world, <laughs> the more that we allow them to stay connected with their intrinsic knowing and light, um, the less we do, the less baggage they're unpacking later. So um, my understanding of the positive intelligence work too, though, is, is it feels similar what you mentioned yesterday about, you know, being able to have gratitude over your, your things, being able to find blessings and lessons in there, being, um, you know, so it feels similar to a Mm -hmm. lot of the work that and tools and tips that we are doing, looking at the meaning you're making, identifying false beliefs. Like, is, is that an accurate sort of sense? No, it's very accurate. It's just, um, it's more kind of like in layman's terms than spiritual. So we can reach out to more people. And that's why I would like to bring the spiritual side into it. But, you know. Can I ask again, Sean? <clears throat> Just, just, and this is very new to me. So, yeah, just nodding it out, just nodding it out. But what you've said has made me remember when I was a child, I swallowed a bead off my mum's wedding dress, and I thought that I would die because, you know, who the hell knows where we get this weird shit from? But I thought I would die, and I wanted to sleep in her bed um, because it was her wedding dress was in a kid's walking robe, walking robe. So I swallowed a bead. God knows what. Wanted to sleep with her, thinking I would die. I remember her going, "No, no, get in your own bed. You're not, you know, my mom's not going to sleep with me." Thinking on my own, and I was, and I, I recounted this to someone, and she said, "Oh yeah, when I was a kid, I dropped the soap, and I thought that if I bent, and then I bent over and it disappeared, and I thought I'd swallowed it." <laughs> and so, so I'm wondering, do we have any control? I guess on the crazy shit that kids think. Because we have no concrete reasoning. And so we bring on like you thinking you're fat, that your mother and father got divorced. God knows where that came from. <laughs> why I thought I would die when I because I swallowed a bead or why she thought she swallowed. So do we all have something that we just made stupid sense of when we were Yeah, we do. <laughs> we all make meaning, right? And they talk about between two and six we make. Um, we make a lot of meaning around things and that that we're really reliving those same meanings over and over again. If you look at the work, um, the choose again work, uh, that that seems to be true and you can bring people to childhood, but it's true. How much do we own, right, as parents? But 
if a child, my child comes to me and says, you know, I swallowed the bead and I'm like, it's going to be okay. You know, everything is fine. That just is good. You know, you know, nothing bad can happen from that. We're good holding love. So if, if your experience of being scared is that then you receive love, comfort, empathy, whatever, you begin to while that fear may still be in your mind, what you know to be true is that somebody is there when you have a fear, when you are feeling threatened, when you feel scared. And that's the part we can control, right? I, I didn't tell her, Araba, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her I swallowed a bead. And so okay. therefore, and she, she rejected me. No, you're not sleeping in my bed. And so therefore I was on my own and alone and felt more disconnected than ever. Um, and maybe the friend didn't tell her, you know, they just, she just had this stupid idea that she swallowed this. She must, she must have swallowed it. Um, and that's true. You cannot control what you do not know. But I think for me, what I have tried to do in my parenting is to allow my children to know whatever they tell me that I can be there, I can handle it, and that we are in this together. They're not alone. And no, we can't control everything your children think. And I learned some really fascinating, wonderful things about our ancestral genetic um, history and how it really is still wired to like 12,000 years ago. So there are these fears that don't seem to make any sense logically, but if you were a cave person, they do make sense, you know, being afraid to go to sleep in the dark because you might get eaten by monsters. Well, that is a thing, right? That, that's, that might feel like, oh, that's crazy. But that is the reality of what it would have been, being afraid of spiders and snakes and blah, blah, blah. But Sean, I digress. I just wanted to say that I thought that all of the things that we are learning, whether it be spiritual counseling, whether it be positive intelligence, whether it be polyvagal theory, that as we share our light and share this with other people whether it be children everyone we interact with right Linda you said is your client that there's an impact yeah yeah right because they're sorry Megan I just want to thank Sean to say thank you um I was really just trying to nut it out with you because I heard you say something like what if we can change that and I thought well you couldn't have changed it for me you couldn't have changed my private thoughts when I was five or six. And so I'm just nutting it out with you, not in any. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I just, you know, something that came to mind when Arba and with your question, Kelly, is I was thinking more from like my son's age, I think when I was saying young people, because I think it's kind of a little bit late for the parents. To, well, not late, but they're done. They're fully cooked at that point. So, but I know it seems like there's a lot of, young kids and I call my son a young kid at 24 that really are having a hard time finding their way in this world and they're very educated and 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 just things are really um difficult right now in this time and I I don't know and there's a lot of suicides you know I have a friend that he had not only one child that committed suicide a year ago, but the second one just committed suicide about two weeks ago. And this guy was a very spiritual guy. And um, 
it really opened up my eyes and that's why I felt feel a little driven to work with the youth. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I, I, I don't know. And it's not that we want to go back and change or to work with kids necessarily, but we get unconscious about those old ideas that we, the meaning that we made when we were too young to understand the context. And so, you know, a lot of my own healing work, um, especially now that I live with my mother, <laughs> it's around, um, you know, the meaning that I made of things when I was very young that I didn't even realize that I had and it was just in there and it was just sort of running as a background program. And so, you know, unearthing those moments and you realize, you know, oh, I wasn't going to die because I swallowed the beat, you know, <laughs> or, or yeah, probably my parents' divorce had very little to do with my weight. <laughs> you know, it was, there was stuff going on with them, but we don't have that context when we're young, we, we can't. And so, so that's this core issue work. And as we do this spiritual counseling work, we're helping peel back these layers of the onion and we get to the younger and younger old old core root beliefs Mm -hmm. right which jennifer's always saying heal it at the root we're talking about heal this at the first time we made that that judgment that something that scary happened was my fault you know i think all little kids there's some scary thing and it's their fault or there's some shameful thing and it's you know they it gets lodged in there so all of us are all little kids in older bodies. <laughs> and we all have those old things to, yeah, <laughs> just sucking your thumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw Linda, okay. Sorry. No, 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 I saw Linda going, yes, I had something when I was a kid that I did, that I made sense. Did you, did you have something, Linda, that when you were a kid, you were like, made, it was crazy thought, but you believed it and I can't think of anything from my own childhood, but I do remember uh, when we were looking to uh, buy a house before we bought this house and we were taking my son to different open houses. And one of the open houses we went to was at a house that um, nobody was living in except for um, somebody had been there occasionally to do some work on the house. And so one of the bedrooms, um, which would not have been a master bedroom had like a a mattress on the floor and a lamp and a clock. And that was it. And he asked if that, that would be his bedroom. We said, well, you know, maybe it could be your bedroom. And from that moment on, he started taking his toys from our house to my mother's (laughs) because he thought he was going to move to this new house. And all he was going to have was a mattress on the floor, a clock and a lamp. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And all I was going to say was um, when Sean said in her talk yesterday that nobody sat her down and because this, you know, these thoughts came up around her parents' divorce. All she knew was her her, um, dad was gone and no one sat her down and talked to her about any. And, you know, we grew up in a time and talked to you about stuff. But I recall us having lots of discussion and really sitting down with our kids and making it clear that this was not anything for them. And I I remember my son being like, 
yeah, aren't you supposed to make us happy? Like we vote no. <laughs> and I was like, I love that we can, that my son could say that and that we could talk about those things, right? Um, because it is important. And like Megan said, thank you for that reminder. We are getting to do this work of discovering these background programs that have been running that we did make meaning of. And now they don't have context, but they're still running. So. And look, looking through a polyvagal perspective, which is almost all that I do now, I think, oh, yeah, that's interesting what I thought when I was young. What was I really wanting out of that? Why did I swallow a bead? And maybe I wanted to feel connection with, well, maybe I was just experimenting. It could be just like, what does this do? But then thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I swallowed a bead. It wasn't food or whatever but then going to my mother and wanting to to be held and loved and connected and safe and her saying no sorry no safety for you no connection for you go to your own bed um that that fed my nervous system that put me in the I'm not safe I'm not connected and that program was the program that ran throughout my life about I'm not safe I'm not connected and it, I think everybody's got that same program to some extent well, they do because we're it's the biological imperative polyvagal theory teaches that we, we we're, we're wired for safety and connection and co-regulation connection yeah well, all so, is one right yeah and, and it does definitely um complement spiritual counseling well, somebody pray us out. Thank you for joining us. And um, let me just say before whomever prays out that when I mentioned the topic there, that is always in case we do not have people who have things that they would like to bring, that there is something to begin us. It is never to say that is only what we're talking about, um, but simply a way that there, and I will tend to ask someone that I know to join who may be able to speak on a question that has come up. So I'm really grateful for all of us being together tonight. Who would like to praise out? I can do it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to include Angela in our prayer today because she's going through some stuff. So just sending her some extra love and, and attention and um, healing energy with my hand on my heart. So grateful and thankful for um, this opportunity that hasn't come for me in a while to join these precious ladies and grateful for the uh, enlightening and healing and loving and joyful conversation that we've gotten to have um, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, and uh, grateful that we can absolutely uh, span time and space with technology and um, encourage each other and hold each other up and uh, love each other. Um, all over the world. We're grateful for uh, Jennifer and uh, the opportunities that we get to have as spiritual counselors in this community and in the world at large. And we're grateful and thankful for all of our earthly and heavenly helpers that joined us during this call that are blessing us and loving us and guiding us 
um, blessing, loving, and guiding anyone who may be listening to this later. And uh, we send those blessings and the love that we are to everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Linda. Can I ask Megan before we go um, about the activation session training? Yes, we can stop the recording though, probably. Oh, it would be good because people. Oh, you want that on there? Oh, you can't stop. Well, okay. Um, I don't have that hat on right now. Um, Because it's coming soon, October. And I haven't been trained yet and I need training. Well, (laughs) what we're going to do is run the activation session training concurrent with the activation sessions that are going to happen. So you're not going to give them this fall. You're going to go through them and get trained and be ready to give them. No, I want them. I want them for this fall because they said that about last time. And I, I, I want them again. I'm missing out again. And I don't want to miss out again. I want to be trained to give activation sessions. So I want that to be number one with the ministry because I missed out last time. And I don't right. think it's acceptable to let me miss out again. Is that okay? I'm, I'm... Pardon? Marla, sorry. I'll let Megan respond. Sorry. Okay. Um, I hear you. I totally hear you. I've, I, uh, I know that you're eager to get started on it. And the way I understand it as I've just come into this position in June is that there's a pretty extensive training in that you're going to need to have an activation session, have the goal setting session, do several activation sessions with experienced folks have them recorded have those looked at talk to us and then you'll be okayed and cleared so it's not that we're not going to do the training but it is that the training is going to take some time Mm -hmm. and there's going to be some learning process involved well Araba knows that I've been waiting since before the last training session to be trained and it's still not so I'd like that as a priority to have me be able to give activation sessions this fall yeah, I'll be absolutely not happy with a ministry if they leave it again because I've been waiting since February. I missed the last lot a year ago because I moved and I want to put those activation sessions onto my spiritual counselling hours as everyone else has. And not everyone. I keep telling you that they're not required as part of that and you will be able after you get the training Every activation session that you do with another counselor counts towards your activation sessions. But new Finding Freedom participants, we don't have new people giving activation sessions to new Finding Freedom people. What really is the case is that the practice that happens after the training period has happens with experienced, masterful living people and or repeat um, finding freedom people. So that is the rate limiting step. It is not that anyone trying to keep you from it. It's just how the things, the logistics of who can receive an activation session from someone who is newly trained through their first cycle. But it's been a year. 
But but you know what, Kelly? That's the just same. in a year. Can, can I just add something? That's the same thing that happened when I went through the activation yeah. training sessions. I would, did not give activation sessions to year one students. I did not give activation sessions to Finding Freedom. I was able to give it to year two, three, yeah. and AP. So nothing has changed. So I, I, so as long as I'm trained by the end of the year. To, to well, November, so I can start to do that with the people coming in in January. Yes, Megan's mm-hmm. offering the training. Yeah. Yes, yeah. nothing's changed. All right, but yes, that is definitely something that I want on the table. That I want, <laughs> I would like to be trained um, this year. Early, earlier the better, because I don't want to be forgotten again this well it's coming up fast kelly because the activation sessions for finding freedom i think we're like three weeks out from them starting so it's going to be you'll be hearing from me this week okay all right well thank you very much for that clarification you're very welcome okay good night good night and good day bye have a good one bye